Well, I got friends from Colorado. I got friends from Tennessee. So I got something in a bottle. And I got something from a sea. Since you said you didn't love me. Since you hung me out to dry. Back afternoon drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us at MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Montforce Products Twitter feed, at Mays Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public for your next project, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda up in Broomfield. They're absolutely loaded with inventory. What does that mean to you? Well, while other Mazda dealerships low on inventory, you're going to have a huge selection at Siltahar Mazda to get exactly what you want, like the Mazda. Mazda CX-30 or the Mazda CX-5. They are loaded with inventory with both automobiles. Head on up to Broomfield where it's stress-free and hassle-free. That's the way it should be. Go to Broomfield, Siltahar Mazda, or go to sthmazda.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Okay, before we get to a Rick George, CU's Athletic Director, Danny, we have some breaking news right now having to do with the Colorado game against Texas A&M. And this is big stuff to me. Big stuff to me. Little Ralphie's not going to be running. Little Ralphie is not going to be running. Aww. Rick, can you pull some strings? I know Little Ralphie is scared to be in a new environment. But come on, man. The show's got to go on. No, the show does got to go on. And uh, look, uh, we'd love to have her there, but she's young and hasn't run that. It's a different route for her. and <laughs> uh, We just don't want to put her in that position. But trust me, she would love to be there. Uh, but she'll be at the Minnesota game next week for sure. How stinking cute was she on the field for the first time? Well, it was incredible, uh, an incredible night, incredible atmosphere. And, you know, just think about it. She's young and she's, you know, not as big as she's going to be, but she's got a lot of eligibility left, and we look forward to that. <laughs> uh, is she? El- oh, do you think she will look for an NIL? She might, and actually might. she can monetize it really, really well with her name. So she'll be looking for like hay or oats or like she'll want to hook up with like an oats company, a food company. Oh, absolutely. I think that's exactly where she said it. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the game. Listen, I know coach speak. Every game is an important game. Every game is a big game, Rick, right? But this is Texas A&M, SEC school, but more importantly, the fifth ranked team in the country. I know you have some tough teams on your schedule, including in your own conference, but can a win like tomorrow against the number five team in the country, put this team back on the national map? Absolutely, and it's an important game in that regard. And being on Big Fox at one thirty nationally for everybody to see, it really is an important game for us, and we're going to know where we're at uh, after that game. Uh, I know our coaches and our, our players are really excited about it, and uh, I'm equally excited, and it's going to be a great atmosphere tomorrow. What is the attractiveness for CU of having this game in Denver at Empower Field compared to just playing at Folsom? Well, look, I mean, we can fit more people, obviously, and, and unfortunately our, our sales aren't as great as we would like them to be, but it's still going to be raucous. And, you know, with, um, you know, playing at Empower Field, you know, kind of elevates the atmosphere a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great day, and I think a lot of people are going to be excited about it. We're going to have 14,000 students there. 
uh, the Texas A&M band. We're going to honor first responders, particularly those that uh, were helpful in, in the tragedy that we had in Boulder and we want to honor 9-11, so it's going to be a real festive day. Yeah, actually, I saw something on Twitter that a firefighter thanked you guys for the tickets. Uh, be more descriptive on what you are doing for the first responders. Well, look, we're going to acknowledge them and, uh, you know, our coin toss. The DA in Boulder was the assistant DA in New York on 9-11. Hmm. He's going to be there and uh, a lot of our first responders. So we're going to honor the different areas of, of first responders during the course of the game, uh, you know, we're going to have a little extended halftime uh, because we've got A&M's band there. They're really a lot of fun in our band, and uh, we're just going to do some really interesting stuff. We are talking with Rick George, Colorado's athletic director. Rick, I'd be remiss if we didn't touch on a, a number of other topics outside of the game. We don't get you sure. on the air very uh, often, and there's a lot of stuff that has been going on in college football. Let's start it off with the alliance between the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC projecting out. It's not going to happen immediately, but projecting out in five to ten years, what do you think this alliance looks like? And in some ways... Is it fair to say with the SEC in some ways trying to really consolidate power, at least with football, with Texas and Oklahoma, when you guys play non-conference games, is the SEC really priority scheduling anymore, kind of like Texas A&M? Well, look, I mean, you know, we always want to... We always want to schedule quality opponents, and we want to schedule top opponents. I think that's what our fans want. You know, we talked about, you know, being on the national stage. We need to be on that stage more often than we are. So we'll continue to schedule SEC games, but this alliance will allow us to schedule a Big Ten and an ACC team every year, uh, which will allow us to participate in four different time zones, which is something that's really important. If you think of Christian McCaffrey, you know, his Heisman run, you know, he didn't get a lot of votes on the East Coast. Well, our product will be seen in those markets moving forward, and I think that's really valuable. But I also think everybody talks about the scheduling, but just the, um, the stability that we can bring to intercollegiate athletics. We need the Power Five conferences to be whole. We need our group uh, of five conferences. We don't need one power conference to dominate um, it wouldn't be good for intercollegiate athletics. Obviously, the last couple of months now going into the name, image, likeness era for you as an AD, what kind of changes has that brought to you in your job? Well, we've, we've had to hire additional compliance directors. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> and, and, and our leadership in career development has been really active, um, you know, in, in making sure that, um, you know, we educate our student athletes. How do they monetize their brand? How do they build their brand? We've been, we created a program a year ago, Buffs with the Brand, knowing this was coming. Uh, so we're, we're positioned well. And I think the 1% you're going to read about big deals for the 1%. Um, and, uh, a lot of our student athletes, um, have different deals, um, uh, you know, that endorsing products or a shirt or, um, you know, maybe some food trade and stuff like that. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways they can monetize their name, image, and likeness, and we certainly want them to have the ability and the capability to do that. Is Bank of the West still a big sponsor of CU Athletics? Uh, they're a sponsor of ours, yes. Okay. And uh, we've got, we've got a, a number of banks that are, that we are, are partners with, but they're certainly one of them, and they've been prominent. Uh, with us for a number of years. Correct. Okay. I want to use them as an example. I, I, yep. have, I have no idea how much money they give you, and I'm not asking. But let's say for the sake of argument, they only have a certain budget. 
All right. And yep. they walk up to Nate Landman and say, we would like you to represent us, but we only have a certain budget. Is there a possibility that some of your athletes could actually take money off your table? Well, I mean, there's certainly a potential of that. But, you know, when I was with the PGA Tour and even with the Texas Rangers, we had a lot of our corporate partners that came to us and wanted to utilize uh, a player or an athlete to, you know, um, be the spokesperson for their brand. And will some of that happen? Yes. I don't necessarily think it'll take a lot of money from us, but it certainly has the potential to do that. So you're just hoping that Nate Lambie gets a deal with Pasta J's. Strictly food well, trade. Strictly food I'm trade. Sure, I'm, I'm certain he's already got that. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nate's pretty popular, and right. uh, he's going to have plenty of opportunities, that's for sure. You talked about the compliance officers that you, hi- that you hire in. Uh, for some of these athletes, is it getting to where you have to almost th- start talking with them about financial management, even though they're still undergrads? Yeah, we do, and, and actually, as, as part of our freshman program, we do a financial literacy cor- uh, course uh, for them throughout the course of the year, and they certainly need guidance in that regard. And you know, if you think about the Pell Grant student athletes that come in, if they make a certain amount of dollars, that's not going to—they're not going to be able to uh, receive a full Pell. Those kind of things. So it's complex, but uh, like I said, we've we've got a good group in place that's really helping educate on our student-athletes on what those uh, issues are. We were talking with Colorado's athletic director, Rick George. I'm guessing you won't be able to watch the Oregon-Ohio State game tomorrow. You will probably be tailgating a little bit at Empower Field. But let's talk about the significance of that game for the Pac-12. In the last seven years, only twice has a Pac-12 team gone to the playoff. Only one time has a Pac-12 team actually been to the championship, and they've never won one. With that, when you look at this particular game tomorrow, arguably the best team in the Big Ten against arguably the best team in the Pac-12 at the horseshoe, how important is it for the conference that Oregon wins? Look, I think it's real important for the conference, and I don't think one weekend is going to define who we are. You know, three years ago, um, you know, there was a lot of people saying that our basketball was down in the Pac-12. We knew that we had coaches. We knew that. We had a lot in front of us, and look, the run we made last year in our conference uh, was significant. I think the same thing is going to happen for football. Is tomorrow important? Yes, it's important for us to compete and win uh, against Texas A&M. It's important for our program. It's important for Washington to beat Michigan. We need to have those kind of wins in our conference to continue to help elevate the profile of our conference. Big picture Dealing with COVID the last 18 months now, coming out of it, having fans in the stands, how are you guys kind of able to withstand the financial losses that you had to deal with in the 2021 school year? Look, 2020, uh, 21 school year was tough. Um, you know, we operated at a, about an $18 million deficit. The ticket sales that we've had so far this year will exceed budget, I think, significantly. Uh, I think next week's game against Minnesota will be a sellout. I think USC will be a sellout a few weeks later. Um, so we're going to try to do everything we can this year to um, be able to have so, some type of surplus that we can apply to the deficit uh, that we had this past year, and I think we're well positioned to do that. Rick, I hate to put you on the spot here, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, I, know you, I, I know you love being the athletic director up at CU. I'm not asking you to move. I think you should keep your home in Boulder. But we both have a mutual friend, Dave Platty, who we both know very well. And I'm guessing he could pull some strings for you, although I don't think you will need it. Will you promise me 
You will either talk to Dave or find a way to apply for the Rockies team president position. You do have experience. You ran the Texas Rangers, and they desperately need a president. If you have to still be the AD, that's cool. But please take over the Colorado Rockies, would you? <laughs> well, you did put me on the spot, and I do love Major League Baseball, and I had a great experience at uh, uh, the Texas Rangers, but I'm really happy being in Boulder, and I'm really happy being the AD of Colorado. What if I said please? <laughs> I'd say, okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Dave and I are going to hash the whole thing out. We're going to jam you into Dick Monfort's office, even though he's not going to want to see you because he's already picked out the guy that he wants. But you need to be the next team president of the Colorado Rockies, even though, even though I know you're thrilled as the AD at Colorado. And we really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, Rick. No, I really appreciate you guys. Have a great afternoon and go Buffs. Go Buffs. See you, Rick. Go All right. Them. Coming up after the break, the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty Calcade and Evan. And guess what? We are going to make our picks finally on the Broncos. Dun, dun, dun. The spread and the over under. What's next? Never been so uneasy. Jealousy got me freaky. Out of my mind. So I get high like